0: got video going, podcast going. How's everyone doing on a muggy, muggy June night. At least it is here in Ohio. And I want to put on a hat because my hair been looking nappy. And uh, I'm just not liking it. I gotta go get get my hair lined up. Um, getting ready for America's birthday here in a few short weeks. And before that, this coming Tuesday, Tuesday, as my grandma would say, Tuesday. We've got uh, An important vote in the United States Senate. A vote, I think, is going to fail. And hopefully, by a lot, uh, it will definitely fall short of the 60-vote filibuster that Republicans have declared. And the vote is on, uh, what was it, is it, I did it for the Rock, no, Uh, it's, I did it for the People Act, one of the favorite things to say in Washington, for the people, the uh, official nickname of uh, House of Representatives Bill 1, that was introduced on January the 4th of 2021. Is called for the people act. That's the uh, the cutesy nickname given to it because you can't just pass laws and things. We gotta give them cute nicknames to mislead you and uh, give the press and uh, the whoever's something to hang on to. Uh, I would call this for the people act anything but. Anything but for the people um, gets into some things that really don't, at times, don't have much to do with elections or election protections. Uh, you know, the Democrats and the legacy media, which we all we is is a farce legacy media, the big, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, and their spin-off cable news networks, and you can include FAUX, Fox News in that too, uh, and Clinton News Network, uh, CNN, Communist News, Continental, I'm sorry, Continental News Network uh, in that as well, but this bill has a uh, 222 co-sponsors, which I I do believes are the exact number of Democrats in the House of Representatives. Uh, the other day, Chuck Chuckie Schumer said uh, he was going to force a floor vote on this on Tuesday. Uh, Mitch McConnell has come out and said that. He is going to block that vote somehow. Oh, well, maybe old Gubbenheimer grew a spine. I don't know. Uh, the guy we got to watch for here, guy we got to put some pressure on. And I'm going to say this at the beginning, and I'll say it again at the end. And I'll put it in the description section on uh, the podcast and on uh, Rumble. Is Joe Manchin. The Democrats have been lobbying and persuading, uh, pestering, lying to Joe Manchin's staff and he trying to get his support for this vote so that maybe at least perhaps it can end in a 50-50 tie. Now I don't, gosh only knows Where Mittens Romney stands on this. I believe I saw something where he was against this bill. But who knows what that idiot will do. Uh, And you you got some rhino Republicans. uh, Things of that nature. I'm going to go through through ten of the lowlights of this bill as I see them. And read you uh, a few descriptions of different sections of the bill give you my uh expert yeah right opinion but uh here's joe manchin's contact information it is manchin senate gov slash contact dash joe slash email dash joe and Manchin is spelled m a n c h i n his senatorial phone number is two zero two 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 four three nine five four his twitter handle is s e n sen s e n underscore joe and You also need to be in touch with your local senator, your state senators, I should say, your United States senators on this. The number to the Senate switchboard where they'll connect you to your state senators is 202-234-3121. I'll try to remember to peek and repeat that at the end of the uh, video and podcast here. Uh, Right now, let's listen while I'm lighting one up to A Little Ditty by Mr. Red Skelton. And this is considered classic Americana uh, folklore, a classic Americana story about the Pledge of Allegiance uh, by Mr. Red Skelton. Started back yonder in 1969, many, many moons ago.
1: A teacher that I had. Now, I, only, I, went, I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. And I left home when I was 10 years old because I was hungry. And I used to, this, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher. It was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little old teacher, Mr. Lasswell was his name. Mr. Lasswell, he is, uh, <laughs> He says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester. And it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag. Our standard, oh glory, a symbol of freedom, wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts, freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together. States, individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose. All divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose. And that's love for country. And to the republic. Republic. A state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people. And it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life, ...without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation. And justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all. For all. Which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance. Under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too? Red, the politicians have decided,
0: uh, you know, that, uh, strikes a chord with me. And, uh, you know, voting is obviously a big part of the allegiance to our country. Uh, it, it's a right and a responsibility. Now, ease of access to voting obviously is important. Um, I mean, should have done this before i started but just popped into my head to remind myself to do it we already have many many voting laws in this country we have there used to be the law that only people that own property could vote used to be a law that written or unwritten only white males could vote so we got we overturned the laws through constitutional amendments so that more than just property owners could vote we changed the laws to allow blacks to vote we changed the law to allow women to vote. And these laws, as they stand, were perfectly acceptable and not contested, protested by anybody since uh, the Civil Rights Acts Act and movement of the 60s and 70s. Um, and the civil rights movement probably started maybe in the 50s, um, you know, and went through the 60s. And even today, I mean, we know that there's there are pockets of racism. There are problems. But I've never heard a word until the last year or two um of people's voting rights being restricted people being denied the right to vote and nobody has yet no one has yet to show us proof that any legal citizen has been denied the right to vote since all this came up a few years ago. Now, a lot of illegal aliens have probably been turned away. I know one election day in the early 2000s, I and my fellow poll workers in Akron turned away 117 people who were trying to vote in a precinct that they were not registered in did not live in Uh, so the system held up and it, it works okay you may not like the people that are getting elected none of us nobody likes every congressman President, Senator, Mayor, Councilperson, Trustee, whatever you elect. We go with a representative democracy where the majority, whoever gets the plurality, 50 votes plus one, wins. 50% plus one. So if A hundred people vote, the person that gets 51 votes wins. Now, if each person gets 50-50, you got to go to some kind of runoff or whatever the local laws state. But now the Congress, the Democrats anyways, have decided... People are being denied the right to vote. And there's Jim Crow 2.0. Well, they should know all about... Democrats should know all about Jim Crow laws, which were made to keep blacks from voting because they made the damn Jim Crow laws, and that's not funny. It's ironic that the racist people who made the racist laws, are now saying that any time a Republican or a conservative or even a decent Democrat wants to enforce the laws that are on the books or they want you to show an identification card at the polls or on your absentee ballot request, that this is somehow Jim Crow. Nonetheless, we have this For the People Act. I did it for the rock, as Rikishi would say in wrestling. No, for the people. H.R. 1. So in this bill, they want same-day voter registration for federal elections. That means in a presidential or senatorial uh, congressional election year, you can walk into the voting booth, the polling location, register to vote that day, and vote that day. Some places have this in place, like Wisconsin. Did I mention they have a horrible college football team up there? Uh, and so, Wisconsin. You can go vote. Now, mind you, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is one of the places where we had a 2 a.m. ballot dump last election. And going back to the year 2000, when George W. was running They had same-day voter registration and there were allegations that Democrats were giving homeless people food, money, cigarettes, to go in and vote for Al Gore or anybody but Bush, but particularly Al Gore. Now... I don't know how many people were actually caught and prosecuted for that because it's been a long time, but that was the rumor. This is what same day voter registration does it creates chaos at the polls. You've got people that are going to just come in, what identification or not, it doesn't specify what they have to show in order to register to vote, and they're going to register to vote that day. Once their ballot is put into that, that ballot box, we'll just call it for generic terms, once their ballot is put in there, there's no way of telling it from every other ballot. So, why would we create this chaos? Well, it makes it easier to cheat. They say it may, well, the Democrats say, well, we want to give everyone the chance to vote. But what did I say at the beginning of this? It's a right and a responsibility. You're a responsible adult if <coughs> voting is that important to you. If you have all the days of your life from the time you turn 18 or in some places, 17 and a half, to go out and vote, register, pardon me, register, and most states that I know of give you up to 30 days before the election to register to vote. So on that 30th day, or 31st day, before the election, you have your voter registration postmarked or time-stamped at the Board of Elections, and you're good to go. Pardon me, you're good to go. You can, reg- you can vote in the upcoming election. Let me take another guzzle of water. So, they also want auto voter registration for eligible voters. We do not define what an eligible voter is, but let's assume it's a a legal citizen of the United States. Whenever you register your motor vehicle, like get your driver's license renewed, or some states require once a year, you get a little sticker to put on your license plate, that says your registration is renewed, that would automatically register you to vote. Also, if you enroll or apply to a public university, so anytime you do public business and give all of your information to a state government entity, that automatically goes into the State secretaries database and you are registered to vote uh, You know that sounds like a good idea. I don't have a problem with that part of it um, But it's just one of those things How lazy do you have to be? I've always made it a point when I was in college and I changed addresses I registered to vote at my dormitory, which I changed dormitories, well in my first year of college they put me at a little kids dorm, but I was 22 so I got to switch out a couple maybe a month into the school year to a a more grown up dormitory. So in that month I changed voter registrations twice, then when I moved to a different uh, city, I got an apartment in Ravenna, I changed my voter registration to Ravenna. I moved back to Kent into another apartment, I changed my voter registration again. I moved from Kent to Akron, I changed my voter registration again. It's not hard, it, it's not, but it's part of your responsibility. Why can't we just be responsible adults, responsible for our actions? So they want to make Election Day a federal holiday. Which, which means government offices would be closed, like the post office office. Any federal office, courts, banks, and this would encourage, they hope, private businesses to close on election day too, because you know you've you've only got 13, 12 or thirteen hours to go out and vote, you know, and you got nothing else to do that day. You have to sit at your house and wait. 24 hours for the election to be over and everything to open back up. Well, elections have gone perfectly fine for many, many years without it being a federal holiday. Why do we need to change that now? It's for convenience because a lot of unions are, there are a lot of government agencies that have unions. And they want those people to go vote Democrat like unions traditionally do. Uh, they want to make online voter registration a requirement for every state. It's available in a lot of states. My question is how many states can afford the upgrade in the vote. Uh, technology that it takes to do this how do you identify who is registering online now in Ohio we have some pretty good uh, laws you know um, you have to put in a driver's license number or social security number so that you know they know you are who you say you are how will that be handled nationally? How will we identify who these people are that are registering to vote? We had a voter registration scandal here in my hometown of 3,500-some-odd people where a private company... A private nonprofit funded by George Soros and Bill Gates sent people out to register citizens who had recently moved but not updated their voter registration. They went out, they did that, and some of them just made up. Random names, because whoever got the most voter registrations got a $50 bonus for the day. Plus, they were getting paid some, something. Well, one person is now serving three years in jail for a $50 bonus because they committed voter fraud. So it's important that we know who is registering to vote, whether it's online or on paper. There has to be some way to identify who's who's. The other thing the law would open up is 16 and 17-year-olds could pre-register to vote. Now, isn't this going to create a cluster? You may think, hey, I registered 16 or 17-year-olds. may start showing up at the polls going, well, I registered to vote. Why can't I vote? That's one thing. Secondly, initially, they wanted to lower the voting age to 16, but that amendment failed, so they had to go with this section of the law and make it a pre-registration, but what it's doing is opening us up to lowering the voting age to 16. And I sure as hell was not intelligent enough, and most 16 year olds are not informed and intelligent enough to know who to vote for. They can be easily manipulated through social media, and politicians, political parties are using PSYOPs to influence voters as it is, it's going to be even easier for them to use PSYOPs on social media to influence teenagers. It's just a fact. You're still maturing as a human being. You are at one of your lowest points in life. You are Just not developed or intelligent enough to make responsible decisions. If anything, I think it should be raised to 21. And honestly, I'm not. You know, maybe you you at least need to be a taxpayer, uh, in my opinion, Uh, and perhaps even a property owner. But, you know, we don't want one class to dominate the politics. So, we, I, it, we do have to keep it open to every living, breathing, legal American citizen. Emphasis on living, breathing, and legal. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would limit purges of voter rolls. The board, local board of elections would have to obtain... In certain information before removing people from voting rolls, and they could not do it uh, within six months of the election. So once it's five months and 29 days. Pardon me. You can no longer purge the voter rolls of you know dead people and people that. Uh, haven't voted in 10 years and live out of state now. Um, one, the only thing that's good about this in in here is, uh, it mandates paper ballots and that's good and important because there should be a paper trail and, uh, it talks about, uh, being able to match the ballot to the voter, I'm sure some Republican put this in. This has, that had to be a Republican amendment. If if any Republican had anything to put into this bill, or maybe it was a, a halfway decent Democrat that put that in there. Because, you know, once a ballot is dropped into the ballot box, we don't know... If it's from a, a dead person, if it's from um, a, a uh, somebody that's falsified a voter registration and slipped through the cracks, so they they want to make it law that there has, there have to be paper ballots that a person can mark themselves or be marked by a uh, voting machine for like the disabled. Uh, this is good because you know these touchscreen voting machines. I think should be outlawed. There's so many problems. Uh, the screen has to be calibrated so that when you touch that specific spot on the screen, you're voting for that person. There have been people that say, you know, I was po- I was touching the screen where it said Joe Schmo and it was voting for John Smith instead and I had to click no and go back and I pushed Joe Schmo again and it still said I was voting for John Smith well then I pushed an inch above Joe Schmo's name and then then it registered my vote for Joe Schmo so there's the problem with your touchscreen voting machines and your board of election worker at the poll on election day is not going to be able to technologically fix that type of error. All right. Here's something crazy. Uh, It would require the judicial conference, which is a legislative committee, to establish rules of ethics That are binding on the Supreme Court of the United States. Because right now, the Supreme Court is the only court that does not have a binding set of ethics rules. They make their own ethics rules and they can, you know, they govern themselves ethically. But this would, in my, one thing this has nothing to do with voting. And this is supposed to be a Voting Rights Act. That's nothing to do with voting. Furthermore, it would put the Supreme Court of the United States under the control of the legislature. And that would violate the Constitution's three separate but equal branches of government rule. So that shouldn't even be in this bill, because it's nothing to do with voting. It also includes findings for the justification of D.C. statehood. What does that have to do with voter rights? They, They put it in there through manipulation and say, well... people in Washington D.C. should have the right to elect a congressman and two senators and a governor but Washington D.C. historically was never set up that way it was set up to be an independent sec- independent city for the governance of the country it wasn't set up to be a, a, a city state Okay? But nonetheless, if you're going to add another state, why not? And it should not be in this bill, but why not put Puerto Rico in there? They're much more deserving of statehood than Washington, D.C. Well, Washington, D.C., 10 times out of 10, historically votes Democrat. Puerto Rico could be swayed one way or the other, and it can. Uh, they, the Puerto Rican people, which, <clears throat> in my opinion, by this point, they should either be totally free to rule themselves or they should be an American state with every power that every other state has. But, anyways, I digress. Puerto Rico could be swayed one way or another. Let me give an example. I have a lady friend who lives in she's uh, Puerto Rican by uh, descent. her descent. She's descended of Puerto Rican immigrants. She hated Donald Trump but she lives in the most heavily Puerto Rican populated county in Ohio has more Puerto Rican citizens than any other county Trump carried her county so even though she personally hated him a lot of other Puerto Ricans voted for him so the Democrats don't want that to happen they don't want to see you know people whose minds can be changed they want their, you know, liberal friends that live in D.C. and now in the Northern Virginia suburbs of D.C. to vote Democrat ten times out of ten. So, uh, some other things in here. I talked already about the under the election security section requiring paper ballots. Um, in campaign finance reform, and they want to do some fun stuff. They want to set up a new uh, commission where the money could, where uh, tax dollars called the, would be used to help fund campaigns and match private donations. Okay. So it would be called the Freedom from Influence Fund. It would be under the United States Treasury, which expands government bureaucracy and more government bureaucrats have to be hired. Uh, This would collect funds by charging a small fee assessed on criminal and civil fines and penalties or settlements with banks and corporations that commit corporate malfeasance. It incorporates campaign finance reform provisions from the Disclose Act, which would impose stricter limitations on foreign lobbying, require super super PACs And other dark money organizations to disclose donors so right now there is a way that you can donate to a political action committee and your name not be listed as a donor some people don't want that because uh, people could show up to your house and protest or firebomb your house Uh, you can be blackballed people can attack you personally like they did Goya they well they tried Goya foods but Republicans have rallied behind Goya and their business is better than ever so uh, but anyways uh, the bill expresses support for a constitution constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United, in which the Supreme Court held that limits on independent political expenditures by corporations, labor unions, and other associations are unconstitutional. Basically, what the, the Supreme Court said in Citizens United was that your political expenditure to support or not support a candidate is a form of freedom of speech and they want to make a constitutional amendment uh, starting with this bill to change that you know I don't like corporate money union money uh, and other associations' money being put into campaigns, but you know, I don't like government telling everybody what to do either. Um, the bill also raise, raises the limit that national committees of political or national committee of a political party can spend on a candidate to $100 million. So the Democrat Party or the Republican Party or the Green Party, if they could could raise $100 million, the Republicans, Democrats definitely can, uh, they could spend up to $100 million on a candidate's campaign. So what would happen is the corporations and the unions and the associations would just stop spending their you know, let's say $10 million on uh, advertising for their candidate or against a candidate and just give it to the Republican National Committee or the Democratic Committee and let them spend it. So there's a loophole for unions, corporations, and associations to still have their influence. It would just go through a political party. Uh, Lastly and leastly, it would require the president and vice president, as well as presidential and vice presidential candidates to publicly disclose their previous 10 years of income tax returns. Uh, It's kind of become a tradition to disclose your income tax returns. Uh, Trump refused to do it because he's you know in a lawsuit right now over taxes uh, it was shown that he overpaid in taxes so one year he had like he either owed or he had like seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxable income and everyone made a big deal about that seven hundred and fifty dollars and I don't know if the mainstream legacy media probably never did clarify it. But the reason that number was so low is because in the past, he has actually overpaid by millions of dollars. So that if he ever uh, was guilty of making, or his accountants were ever guilty of making a mistake on his taxes, he would already be paid ahead on his taxes. But anyhow, this uh forcing the president and vice President to disclose their previous ten years of tax returns is just a thing to uh, take a jab at Donald Trump for his feistiness and refusal to uh, disclose those they are private documents between you and the uh, IRS so but... This is what we got to stop. It goes into gerrymandering, which is the practice of, you know, a political party getting control of a state and redrawing the congressional lines uh, after the census every 10 years. Some states have already changed that, but uh, they want to make private, nonpartisan commissions, well, they want to require states to use independent commissions to draw congressional district lines. Uh, we don't know who the congr- these uh, commissions will be made up of. Would they be ordered by Congress or by the state? Remember, the Constitution gives these rights to the state to do these things. So, nonetheless, uh, Joe Manchin is the man on Tuesday. Uh, He has said he's against this. The Democrats have been lying to you and to his staff in regard to the way they're lobbying for this bill to be passed. And things like same-day voter registration, horrible, creates a cluster uh, trying to lower the voting age to 16 or 17, um, even though the bill says it's pre-registration, it's all a ploy to get in the back door and start letting teenagers that are too young to you know, pick out what color prom dress or tuxedo they want to wear to the school dance to allow them the right to choose a president, congressmen, senators. Come on. Uh, All these things, you need to inform yourself. You need to get on Senator Manchin, make sure he does not change his vote at the last second no matter how bad the Democrats threaten him, it's mansion.senate.gov slash contact hyphen Joe slash email hyphen Joe. Joe Manchin's Senate phone number 202-224-3954. His Twitter handle SEN underscore Joe Manchin. The number to contact your senator, no matter what state you live in, is 202 234 3121. Because of Red Skelton, this is a real wrong girl, a Video and podcast, but we've got to stop this and we got to stop it now. This will destroy the country and destroy our voting system if we don't. And I've seen us do it before. We've melted down the congressional switchboard with calls to end overturn stop legislation, and we need to do it again Americans as always God bless y'all thank you all for listening watching whatnot on Americana the American Way I'm Big John find me on parlor at the real Big John find me on Rumble and all the podcast apps at americana the american way channel god bless you pray for each other pray for mercy pray for god to have mercy on the united states of america and we'll see you next time thank you